0: Hey guys, welcome to Wing Tips. I'm your host, Seth Horton. My co host is Joel Holland.
1: Hey guys, my friends call me Joel. You can call me Joel.
0: And we are joined today by Campbell Padgett. Hello. He's married. I am, allegedly. Welcome to episode zero. <sighs> So I, I we're not gonna get into like who's supposed to be here like Liz and all that stuff like we'll we'll establish that in the first. Uh, episode.
1: Spoiler alert: Liz is the only other person that's supposed to be here. But no, we, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> right oh, now. that
0: sucks! I wish Liz were here. That would have been a great. It would have
1: yeah, been so. Much that been a great and we might bring you back. We're we're like planning to make this a long term. Do plan, it, man! So, I would love to. I've yeah.
2: and like look, we haven't done anything yet, but I'd love to come back, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like season
1: two, we'll have
0: Absolutely. different questions and yeah. you just you don't know. Absolutely. So. We have some questions, you received those questions.
1: I did, and so I briefly
0: skimmed them. Briefly skimming them is fine. <laughs>
1: you had 12 hours to meander Twelve over hours, them, so. And
2: maybe 10 of them were skimming. <laughs> but in my defense, you sent them to me when I was at work. And uh, I'm a waiter, and I was running around like a chicken with their head cut off. And the one moment where I pull out my phone, I was like, oh, questions, I should look at these for a second. That was the one moment that someone actually paid attention to me holding my phone. And like paid attention to me in general. I was like, Ugh! And mm. so I had to put it in my pocket. But mm. I'll have you know
0: that I have the phone open right now <laughs> as you read
2: them. I'm so proud there of you. There we
0: go. There we go. <laughs> so first question, what's your wingmaning experience like? When have you wingmaned? How has that gone? Who's wingman for you and all that kind of stuff? I'm, I'm just curious what your level is. Yeah, I'm
2: really a penguin in this scenario, being a flightless bird that has wings but no purpose to them because mm. i not only have i never been a wingman i can't think of a situation where someone was a wingman for me mm. or if they were it was like really secret and private like i can imagine like with joy cuz we had a lot we had a two really close mutual friends i can imagine maybe they said nice things about me Ooh. but i wouldn't know not because they're douches, but because, like, <laughs> I wasn't there. I've never had, like, a guy be like, dude, I got you. Like, Tab's my... Like, the movie moment where you're in the club and, like, Tab's <laughs> always like, Joel, don't worry, I got this. I'm going to talk to that girl for you, yeah. which I guess women like. In movies, <laughs> they respond yeah. very well. But I've, n- I've never done that for anybody. And I don't think I've had anyone done it for me. And I've only... I don't have that many experiences of other people who've had. I mean, I know you have been a wingman a couple times, Seth. Yeah. But... I still don't know how that world works. I don't even know, honestly, if you had to ask me, Campbell be a wingman, I don't even know where I'd start. <laughs> I think, like, I don't know, do I go, do I talk about sexual charisma? Do I say he's hmm. just a charming fellow? Do I go I probably deep, want to emotional? start there. Yeah, so it's probably I wouldn't probably start. Mean, well, it no, it depends. Depends. I definitely you wouldn't
0: it, start. I think it depends on the situation, too. Okay, so here's
2: like this is the thing, because he's the wingman, I don't know, <laughs> I would have gone in like, he has a very big nose and a very cute <laughs> thighs, I don't know, he's a nice guy, he'll take care of you. He reads Pride and Prejudice. <laughs>
1: Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think the world of wingmanning is really interesting in that respect because you see it in the movies where the guy's at the bar and his friend's like, Hey, let me go talk to this girl for you and like you know, if you've seen How I Met Your Mother, that have you met Ted moments and mm. that's that's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of wingmanning. Most of wingmanning is just being the third person there. Like <laughs> literally the third wheel yeah. it's
2: I kind mean, of third wheeling but in a supportive it's a supportive yeah, third wheel it's more of a tricycle right. type
1: thing <laughs> and I think Seth you'll, you'll agree with this one of the big parts of being a wingman in that sort of tricycle analogy is knowing when to take the wheel off like knowing when to dip out and like okay Absolutely. this bike is riding fine without me yes. I kind of like the vibes going out here but it's my time to I'm going to become down. the yeah. unicycle yeah. and, Absolutely. Bicycle and that's given that
0: you can leave like if you're at a bar right. and your friend is the one who drove, right? Perhaps you would stay. you take a bullet? Or is that true wingmaning fashion? Like you're
2: he he's the one with the car and you're like take her home. I'll just take the bus. Is that wingmaning? Is that good?
0: Is I that? I think that can be good. I again like watch out for yourself as well. Like if you're in a place where
1: you literally yeah. would have to walk home. Yeah. If, if you you're I don't know. If you're in downtown Chicago and you left your taser at home and it's like 2 in the That's morning. That's true.
2: And you're like you're not even anywhere
0: close to the loop. Yeah, I wouldn't.
1: Mm, Sorry, yeah. bud. You're
0: just not
2: going to get a girlfriend tonight cuz no nope.
1: <laughs> no nope. and like maybe walking. at that oh, point
0: your number and i can help you guys set up another time but also like i need sure. to be able to really <laughs> that moment you're a secretary yeah. you you're know, like getting a google <laughs> calendar like
2: let me link you what's your gmail
0: <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's what wingmaning does man you end up
1: taking that secretarial <laughs> role yeah and sometimes just knowing like when to be quiet too so like if you had to go home with both of them like on that ride just in the back seat just not saying anything oh i've been there that's that's a just not talking prime wingman. That's movement. like
2: that's the wingman's natural habitat. <laughs> is the back of a Cadillac.
0: Absolutely, I think, uh, you know, we'll we'll probably get into this later. But uh, no, nah, I'm just gonna go ahead and say. It. So this is one of one of the key things about being a truly great wingman mm-hmm. is being able to thrive in awkward situations. So, for instance, being the third wheel is often like an awkward thing for people but being able to sit in that awkwardness and be just chill about it and Mm -hmm. not make it any more awkward and sometimes even making it less awkward. Like if they're talking, they're really hitting it off and they just forget you're there. You've done your job phenomenally. Yeah.
2: Yeah. When do you interact? When do you engage?
0: Is that an actual question? Yeah, that's a genuine
2: thing. Like, okay, so you're in the back and you're being silent. Is it when there's a lull in the conversation, but not a romantic like gaze into the eyes? Like they're just, one's awkwardly looking out the window and the other's like trying to fix the radio. Is that when you're like, by the way, my friend here is also a PhD in neuroscience. Is that when you do that? <laughs> yes. Okay. That is
0: that is an important time to do that. at the At the meeting stage, mm. it's good to interact a lot to kind of like highlight your friend's good points that as they come up in conversation, like you don't want to just... Throw out like you don't want to meet someone and be like, "Hey, my friend's a PhD in uh,
1: neuros neuro neurosurgery." No, nailed, nailed it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nailed it! <laughs> nailed it! He does surgery on grapes.
2: <laughs> oh oh God, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that, and I had blissfully forgotten about it. And you have just, in the most like depraved way, reminded me that for like three weeks that was all the internet happy had to year, talk Campbell. about. <laughs> happy, <laughs> happy New Year yeah, to you too, uh,
1: <laughs> so yeah, I just want to say, like, I think that's helpful to know that you haven't had a lot of experience firsthand on that because I'm curious to know how many people that we have on here And still have. got married. Yeah, he's still married. He's yeah. still a married guy. And hopefully Allegedly. by the end of this um, show, like however many episodes we do, people have a better understanding yeah. of, here's why I might not need a wingman. Here's why I might. Here's why I could be a better wingman. Here's a possible
2: Whatever. theory. Yep. I wonder how much... And we should get Clark one day to talk about this because, because mm-hmm. we've basically been married at the same time. Um, how much does marriage affect your ability to wingman? Like, does it make it better? Because you, but then does it make it worse? Because here's the thing about getting married that I've already learned in like the six months mm-hmm. is that like all of the fun electrical charge of romance is very slowly dying. <laughs> Not in the decrepit way like there's like a, it's totally there's getting replaced by like a deep yeah. mature mm-hmm. commitment and love that will last till the day that i die well, that's good to hear but <laughs> there's no like let's just go crazy let's go to denny's at two in the morning isn't that crazy? there's nothing like that anymore that just it becomes like i'm too tired i want to go to
0: bed on the yeah. couch so it goes from like this the spontaneous right like which which love to, to the boring exactly
2: to the boring deep capital L love like the real love that actually matters rather than it's stuff that keeps you together right? rather than just kind of an erection and (laughs) I wonder is that good for wingmanning because on the one hand I think oh I I might be able to give really good advice but on the other hand I think no but so much of those initial meetings it has to be the spontaneity is what's making it crackle and pop and Mm. fizz
0: you know what I mean yeah. So on that note, actually, this leads into our second question. Good, because I didn't read that one either. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I'm kidding. You're about oh, to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so this whole idea of like dating and the way that we do it here in America, like if you could change anything about it, like there's one thing that you see and you're like, fundamentally, I want this to be different. What would it be?
2: There, I, there's like this idea that, um, you know, uh, love conquers all that you can, like, overcome someone's problems mm-hmm. or that you can fix them. The would, Disney Channel relationships. Yes, I would love to separate that because that is the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> just because you like someone and they like you does not... I mean, there's definitely a place for someone wanting to change be, to keep you around. Right. Mm-hmm. But that already... There's, like, a preconceived notion of I'm going to change and I'm a problem person. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're just going to go and date someone... And I see this a lot more occurring with ladies than guys, not because of some problem, problem with ladies, but because guys are just not very self-aware, just on general, on Yeah, mass, that's
1: fair. That's very um,
2: fair. I see a lot of ladies, and especially a lot of my friends, who will be like, um, yeah, you know, that's not really good, and this isn't good, and this isn't good, and that's not great, and we could work on that, but we're working on it. And anytime they're like, we're working on it, that's like, I'm working on it, and, yeah. we'll, and, and it's an unwinnable struggle. I will lose, and it's gonna hurt. And... If I've invested too much time in the person, I'm just gonna take the L, and now I'm just with someone yeah. who I don't really like. Uh, it's the whole love is blind thing. Like, love is blind. Yeah, not that one, I would really like to separate. I would like it to make. I would like to convince people more that um, you should be more not intellectual, but you should be more skeptical of your feelings of love and, and like mm. any romantic gesture you have. You should be like, you should be suspicious of it. you should be like, why? What? Do, what is this? Who are you?
1: why are you doing this? I don't trust you, Susan. <laughs> Which I think probably stems from a healthy identity in, like, yourself. Sure. And why, yeah. before you even start looking for that person or, I guess, calculating, how much am I giving up? How much is it worth the risk? To understand, like, hey, I'm my own person, too. Some yeah. of these things aren't worth sacrificing.
2: Really, any, like, strong personality or any, like, strong individual, mm-hmm.
0: that should ju- that usually should just come built in, Um but I don't and at know. the same time, like when you have that, when you have like the strong individuality that you should have going into a relationship, you need to understand that your partner will also probably have that if they are in a healthy like space mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally. That also means they're far less likely to change who they are to keep you around or for any reason really, because at that point, kind of who you are, and you're not going to change a heck of a whole lot. You might change some like. Minor things like where I keep my toothbrush or, you know, something like that. But as far as, like, major things that eventually lead
1: to breakups, you're not going to change a whole lot. Because, yeah. like, personality and conviction are pretty unshakable yeah. things, hopefully.
2: I have a pretty... um mm, Maybe this is a little edgy and unnecessary, but Let's it's, hear it's it. a genuine belief of mine that you really can't change parts about you. You can only add and adapt Mm. but you can't actually take stuff away right so like imagine a bucket filled with red legos and like there's a kid who's like i hate red legos i don't think as a as people as emotions and as like psychic situations and personalities i don't think we can get rid of our red legos i think we can add blue legos and we can figure out creative ways to make the red legos work better and look a little nicer in context Mm -hmm. but you can't get rid of your like fundamentally i mean i'm not talking about like you know, oh, I'm a guy who always forgets to tip the weight. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking like if you're a rageful person, like fundamentally, you're just that. That is who you are. Like you're that's in there. And the only way to, quote, get out of that is to channel it into a healthier way. And if you do yeah. that, actually, then you're helpful because, you know, sometimes you need that rageful person. Right. Like 100%. there's some vices that are actually practical and necessary um, or like. I know personally of a surgeon. I shouldn't name because, it's, it's gonna make him come across <laughs> really creepy. But like he <laughs> literally told me once, a little drunkenly, that he thinks he might be a psychopath. Like he he told me I don't feel anything when I see people hurting. Mm-hmm. So one time he told me that he even felt a little bit of pleasure at the thought of people being hurt, and he was okay. like, "I should become a surgeon because I'm cutting up bodies all day, and if they and if." I'm someone who doesn't feel anything. Yeah. Like when I look at a person's face, I just feel nothing. And I know, all right, I'll just get money and I'll just carve up the bodies and fix them. And I think that's a healthier way to channel that that lack of empathy, like in a psychological sense of like you being able to put yourself in another person's shoes, that phrase we use, like technical empathy. Mm -hmm. His lack of that, he's been able to channel that in a good way. Likewise with love. You should not be thinking, "Oh, he's a really angry person." That's probably because he's misunderstood. No, it's probably no, it's probably because he's actually like an angry person. And <laughs> look, if he really loves you, he'll try to figure yeah. out ways to fix that. Or if he's strong enough as his own personality and identity and is self-sufficient, he'll want to do that. But to just be like, "I'll fix it." Like, you can't. You literally can't. And also, you have problems, too. Like, everybody has two or three things that they could polish up on that that we all know deep down we could be doing. We just don't ever tell
1: anybody. So would you say, look for someone with similar problems as me and we'll fight them together, but both, like, with our own Maybe. conviction. Or would you say look for someone with the opposite problem? That's like they're super timid and passive aggressive. I rage out. Let's you know what's really funny
2: is I think I'm I hate this answer, but it depends on your personality. <laughs> Cause on the one hand, like I could easily see someone being like Oh, we both have addictive personalities. Let's team up and Mm. keep each other accountable. I could totally see that. That could be a great system, or it could be a terrible system Mm. because they will inevitably enable each other. (laughs) Me and Joy, we have complementary weaknesses. Mm. Um, Joy's not very good with money. She doesn't understand how like taxes, bills, anything, any like financial situation or like utility stuff. She doesn't get. I'm very good at. Um, and so her weakness and her inability to kind of like plan that stuff, that's okay. And like, I'm slowly, two of us are like trying to like bring her into areas where she can learn to be good at it. So like she's now in charge of life insurance, Mm. right? Like slow little things like that. That's really practical example. Here's a more emotional and personal example is like, uh, I have a really bad temper um like Seth like yeah. He, yeah we we both and kind of Ted too although he hides it really well yeah. um we i like when i'm driving it's just explosive laden it's it's literally the highway to hell is when i'm <laughs> driving i am like constantly belligerent part mm. of it is because of the way my dad was and part of it is just I, that i think that might just be me Yeah, and joy is very passive i remember one time uh we were driving and i think i had one of we had one of my step one of my stepsisters in the back of the car and I don't remember what I said, but I was saying it for about five minutes, <laughs> and it was really bad. And at the end, it just got quiet, and I noticed everyone was quiet. And I looked in the mirror, and my stepbrother step brother or I can't remember which one was like looked a little looked a little traumatized. <laughs> and I looked at Joy, and she said. Um, are you mad <laughs> that's what she said. are you irritated that's that's i hear that a lot so joy saying like you were you? swearing a lot yeah or joy being like yes you just seem really mad is everything okay and i'm like no i'm fine she's like well you were just shouting and i'm like this isn't a shouting voice and then like it gets quiet and i'm like oh that is a shout that voice. isn't the realest yeah. Thing. yeah it's just you were really you seem to be really angry at that mcdonald's worker for no reason
0: I think one of the worst things is is yelling at someone and and the moment that you realize, oh no, I've been yelling for five minutes.
2: I wonder how much of it is I just have bad hearing. Like I think it might just be genuinely that. But Well, like, I have
1: that problem, but I, I don't get angry a lot generally, but yeah. I, like Seth will tell you this, that you a I very chill just guy? turn up television really loudly, and oh if people are gosh. talking over it instead of asking them to talk choir, because I can also be passive-aggressive, I'll just right. turn it up louder.
2: Is that your aggression is the passive-aggression? I think so, yeah, yeah for sure. See, gosh. Joy isn't passive-aggressive like, it's not like she gets really quiet and then, like, later, like, slips in a slight dagger in the, or poisons the food. It's nothing like that. Yeah. But it's definitely like a, you won't know until, like, an hour later, and then she'll, like, sit you down and be like, listen, here's something we need to talk about. And it's a much more healthy way of doing it, but it's slightly intimidating, because as a child growing up, you just, I don't know, no one in my family ever held anything back. You just kind of deal with it Absolutely. in real time. Which is another thing that I have, mm. actually, is that I... I don't do well if i'm if we have an argument or we're about to have an argument or there's a problem and Joy's like i don't want to deal with it can we deal with this later i like cannot handle that like I'm, my anxiety spikes i'm like emotionally incapable of that and slowly i've been learning to fix that so that's a good example of another complementary yeah. weakness she can she know. i'm not saying bottle up your feelings <laughs> that's not what i'm saying but she's really good at compartmentalizing for a moment to get mm-hmm. to the practical thing at hand, I am not. I have to deal with it right here
0: and now. Um, so that's that's another complimentary yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that goes I into know.
1: the third question, I think, as yeah. far as like what I'm you admire. It. Yeah, well,
0: all of this is all of this is super important for like wingmen to understand. Like understanding how your friends work, understanding how the person you want to set them up with works, mm-hmm. and understanding like okay this is how they might be compatible, this is how they might not, and being able to navigate that. So my question for you is, what is it about a person, and since you're married, I'm gonna say Joy specifically, that like it's you- m- safe. You, yeah. <laughs> and so you meet them, and you're immediately like, ah, yes, I would like to date you, and hi, mm. my name is Campbell. <laughs>
2: um, what was it? Combination of things. Um, I thought she was really cute. Um, And you know how there's like, there's like pretty. yeah. Like lots of, most girls are pretty. Some girls are like beautiful in a way that's kind of bad for them. Like a Helen of Troy type thing where it's like guys don't look at them. They don't talk to them because they're so intimidated. And so they kind of only get to hang out with like the uber macho guys, which maybe some of them don't like. So there's a kind of like a, there's a kind of loneliness to how good looking they are. And then for each like individual guy, there's like that type where it's like, I can't necessarily explain to you, yeah. but there's just something about it. And it may be something that another guy would say, that's not very great looking, but it's just, you're just enthralled. For me, I love, Joy has giant eyes. Mm. Not, you know, not like a creepy. Anime, anime not, girl eyes. <laughs> I was gonna say, not like a creepy like yeah. anime thing. But like she just has really big brown eyes, and I think she has a really nice like stoic nose, and these like really cute cheekbones and it's just i don't know i just love i'm enthralled by that look that type hmm. um, and, and i really find her very like her face to be so like just i just love to look at it hmm. so that was the first thing which is kind of like maybe a little vapid but and maybe a little like sleazy but i don't care either i kind of just don't care if something's sleazy anymore i mean in honestly
0: life. At, on one level there is something that Physically attracts you to a yeah, person. And I'd I don't like think there's to, anything wrong with admitting, like, right. I was originally attracted to you because I'd you like to say good.
2: it was her personality that first caught me, but it wasn't. And I don't care that that makes me bad anymore.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I'm very happy that it makes me bad in a weird way. But yeah, that was the first thing that got me interested. The next thing was she's funny. She has a very similar sense of humor to me. Mm. Um, it's very absurd, it's very like non sequitur and like surreal mm-hmm. and then like the f- the final bullet in the chamber which is an expression that isn't real i just made up was she's a huge twin peaks fan she's a david lynch fan Ooh. um which that was like that did it for me that was it i was so is so like you know and maybe this is something that we as guys look for in friends mm-hmm. is like not is he hot or anything <laughs> that's weird but like guys, is he funny you guys don't look for that Yeah, well, I mean, Clark won't pick up my calls, but I've been (laughs) trying, anytime they're like funny, please, Clark, dear God, Uh, (laughs) any guy, guy that's like funny or has like similar interests to you. So there's sort of like a friendship companionship aspect to it that I really liked about Joy that was like, oh, you're not just like a crush. You're someone I'm like, you know. (laughs) <laughs> down to d t f down to friendship <laughs> but uh, Aww. Aww. but uh no um, <laughs> no but the that's the other thing though about it is that uh like Pretty much immediately once we started dating, mm-hmm. not that I thought, oh, she's capital T capital O the one. It wasn't like that, but it was definitely like, yeah, I could get married to this person. Wow like uh, yeah this is this is definitely a good partner.
0: A, this is a very tame love story. yeah, it is yeah I, I know it's not this. like
2: yeah it's not like a emotional growth story. It was like after like two weeks of dating, I was like, yeah, this is a statistically speaking this is a good companion for me today it was I was very data from Star Trek about it in mm-hmm. a way um, but yeah. You look for if they if they're your type, I would advise guys, don't just go for the beautiful because that will fade. Mm -hmm. The pretty will fade. Your face will fade. Go for the things that's just mm, that's just the spicy meatball, that thing about them that you can't quite explain. It's just it's perfect. Joy's eyes will never go. You know what I mean? She'll get old, but those eyes will always be proportionally large on her face. Keep that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if I'm going for like Victoria's Secret model, she has maybe 15 years. And if that was your initial interest, you cannot necessarily say that that is not going to spark up later in your life when you're older and she's older. You're going to come across someone who has that sort of physique again. You know what I mean? In other words... You can keep up the part of the deal where you're committed, but she can't necessarily keep up the part
0: of the deal where she looks
2: the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be something to keep That's in good. mind.
0: So, and this I'm, I want to get into the like roundtable discussion yeah. real quick. Yeah, and, yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> tell me, well. what do you look for in a Ooh. chick?
1: Oh gosh. Is this the round table discussion? Uh,
0: this can be this is a round table question. Sure, we can do table. I mean the table is rectangle. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Sure. This is a rectangular table, so like round table doesn't make a whole lot of
1: and sense you know what? the corners are it.
2: curved, so I believe that makes it an oblong rectangle <laughs> But what do you look for in a girlfriend?
1: I think that and this is gonna sound really nerdy, but I think that someone that appreciates art to me is super attractive, that yeah. can appreciate the beauty in something that was done well. And, like, a lot of time went into it, whether that's, like, writing Mm -hmm. something that they've really thought about or even, like, made a short film, photography. They're just, like, they see beauty and they want to reflect that. They want to capture it as best as they can and share it with other people. To me, that's really attractive. You're like a smart lady. Yeah, but, I mean, I think it's more than just being, like, right. You want someone who can be
2: emotionally captivated by something, which is important because there's very smart people who it seems that they're not capable of being captivated emotionally by something. It's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, no, that's a really extreme, but good example of someone who can only intellectualize their surroundings. Um, Which is another thing I actually love about Joy is that I'm definitely more on the like, you know, artsy fartsy intellectual spectrum than Joy Mm. is. But she like, when she gets into something, she gets into it. Like our, the song we danced to at our wedding was Blue Velvet from David Lynch's movie. Um, and I was like, oh, I love that. I love that movie. I love that thing. But for her, it was like, I picture the curtains rolling up at the very beginning of the movie. I picture Ooh. the title cards. Like, she is like psychically there. Um, I definitely agree with you. I like that too. By and stuff. I
1: also think that makes conversations just better. Way better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just yeah. like late night, early morning, whatever. Like, there's always going to be things to talk about if you can both be captivated by yeah. beauty, I think. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Seth?
0: <laughs> this <laughs> is something that I've had to, like, be thinking about for a while since like, love break um, breakup. Episodes, yeah, more maybe. on that in later episodes. Yeah, uh, more on that in later episodes. Joel, what do you, you you know me pretty well. What would, what do would you think? What do you think is my type? I'm just interested.
1: I think you you respect heart you respect heart people but you also like a good mind person and you don't just want someone who believes you want somebody who who has firm beliefs they can challenge yours but they also like know why so like oh, God, you want yes. you want someone that <laughs> you would prefer someone to agree with you but in other words you wouldn't want them to agree with you unless they knew why they agreed with you and it was like fundamental Mm -hmm. and there were good reasons for it you know what i mean you don't just want someone to say yeah okay yeah that makes sense you should get a lawyer honestly that would that's your type
0: i would definitely be down with that because i'm a lawyer i'm super a type of person who like i want to solve a problem in a relationship But in order to solve that problem, I need both of us to be on the same page for why we're, like, getting over this thing. So that way, when future problems arise, I can trust you to, like, do the right thing. Or I can trust that even if you do something that I don't necessarily like, I can trust your logic and your reason for doing it.
2: Can I be a wingman for you right now? Yeah. Because that, like, sort of captain of the ship, I know the destination, here's where we're going... I'm going to explain to you why we're here. I need you as, like, my right-hand man. Mm. That is something that I have, from what my friends have told me, from what Joy has told me, and just sort of a genuine, ambient-like experience, that seems to be very attractive to women, is that you know what you like, you're going to get it, come along for the ride, be my bet buddy. I'm going to rely on you, but you can rely on me. We're going to do this together. Like, that very
0: companion-style thing. (laughs) So...
1: Is my that fair? Is that fair, like, your my assessment of your type? Yeah. Because I don't...
0: I think that's definitely fair. I think, um, like, from an emotional standpoint, that's definitely my type. Okay. From a physical standpoint, we all know I, I date minority women. Yeah. Just that is that is my thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Historically speaking, that has always been the case. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my question for the roundtable is friend zone.
1: How to escape it?
0: Can you escape it? What's your... What is your formula basically, and I don't know if you were I think it's in the inescapable zone with, with joy so I joy, wasn't. you were not yeah,
2: so i'm I'm kind mm-hmm. of like a tampered sample to work with that question, mm-hmm. but I would argue it's there's no point in getting out of it, like not only can you not get out of it, but maybe you just shouldn't, maybe you just toss it off to the side, just Fair. don't just all right, then that's the end of it um maybe I think that because. If she's friends with you, but maybe she's interested in another guy, to me, that suggests that you are backup. Not in a very mm-hmm. cynical way. I'm not trying to say that all women do this or anything like that. But you're but more there more is like a, a safety net kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, there is a subconscious, like, I could do better than this, which, generally <laughs> speaking, you don't want in a partner, uh, <laughs> is someone who thinks that they could do better than you. Um, even if they probably could, uh, <laughs> Joy, please call me back. Uh, <laughs> please call no, me back. Uh, please call him back.
1: Uh, but yeah, what do you think? Is you think this good? Uh, as someone who has seen like my friends get out of the friend zone, I still tend to agree with you because I think that. Even if you get out of it, it's like okay. Depending on how long you were in it, too. Like I think there are love stories where it's like, oh, we didn't see like the whole time. You were my type, and now like he matured in this way when he came back from that summer trip. Whatever happened, I think (laughs) I think there's like a small chance of that. But I'm also like you sat by for years and were perfectly fine with them just being your friend. right? And then something didn't work, like you said, and now they're like, hey, he's available. So what's to say, if they didn't jump at you then, then someone who does come along and jump out at you is gonna take that attention. And if someone
2: were to say, this is too cynical of an outlook, on the way that people behave in relationships, I would say you clearly have not been enough human relationships. It very easily is that cynical. At the very front end, yeah. it very much is a math equation,
1: yeah. more or less. I will say, most people I know are not as persistent as Seth, and he is probably the most successful that I know of being like, well, what if we weren't friends? We're not. I'm not going to be your friend because... And I i mean, you speak to this because I've kind of seen it done from a distance, but mm-hmm. what do you have to say?
0: So my thing is I... I Agree with Campbell that the the friend zone itself is inescapable, which is why I stiff arm the entire notion of being somebody's friend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel I can never be in the friend zone if I have no friends. (laughs) That's really the most
2: lonely solution I've ever
0: heard. If I'm interested in a girl and she's like, I mean, we can be friends, and I'm like, that's cool, but also I'm not your friend, and I don't want to be your friend. I want to date you. And so we're going to date or we're not going to hang out because Mm. I'm not going to be in the friend zone because you can't escape it. Mm. Yeah. And like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be your friend and not like you when I like you that yeah. just that, that feels like a fake friendship anyway. Women can that.
2: also be in the friend zone. Also it's much more rare, but I've observed it. And I would say that the same dynamic applies if he's if again, why is he coming to you now? Mm-hmm. Um rather than before. I mean, unless you have this very like transformative kind of oh, they've matured in some yeah. And for girls it's he's matured, for guys it's she you know <laughs> finished puberty, but <laughs> You know, if it's something like that, maybe things are different, but I would say fundamentally you should be suspicious of that as well. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to question other people's marriages or relationships, but yeah. I am saying like you should be, like I said earlier, like the thing I would want to instill is a suspicion of these emotions. Like yeah. you should be really careful with these because they're not, they do not. Why do you assume that they're working out for your interest? That's they, good. They, I, I don't think they are. And I, like, if we want to get really, like, biological about this, they aren't. I mean, you're just, your genes are just trying to reproduce. They're yeah. not really, they're not taking in your considerations whatsoever. So
1: you should be careful.
2: You should be really careful. Yeah, that's good.
1: Plug on <laughs> Before it. I forget, for the last 27 minutes, there's yeah. been a giant arachnid. <laughs> no, so I was just going to let you know there's a psych episode that's unapologetically, like, paying homage to Twin Peaks. It's called Dual Spires. Really? They have like the whole cast on it. Oh, really? Sean and Gus get lost in like this small town that does like a pie festival, and it's brilliant. Oh, you enjoy should do date night and just like watch Please, it. Please, can we? Yeah, I, would that. I would love that. I would love that. I'm gonna go ahead and read. We have a question. One question sent in so far, which is pretty impressive for an episode zero. Yeah, um, of is. a podcast. That is probably the greatest PR work I've ever heard of. And we do. So we do have a Twitter us. account. At wingtips podcast, so go follow us there. You can send in uh questions, you can tweet us, you can private message us if you want the questions to be anonymous, um, then go ahead and do that. But this is going to be something that we have at the end of every episode just to kind of take your questions, what you're thinking of. And the one that we have um, today comes from a Michael David Chapman II, um, and he wants to know hypothetically. Uh, as a wingman, if your boy lives a couple hours away and you only see each other a couple times a year, what are the best tips um, for wingmanning from afar? Which is really interesting.
0: I think that's interesting. Like, is he saying that? So, like, his friend clearly is living two hours away. Yeah. So, so to speak. Uh, it, I, I'm curious if the if the girl is also living two hours away, or mm-hmm. if you were closer to the girl. Because if you're closer to the girl, it becomes a lot easier. and that. Ooh. You can talk to her and like have face-to-face connection with her like regularly and talk about your friend mm-hmm. and, like, cer- and like certain ways where you just naturally bring him up in conversation like yeah. you're talking about something. You go, oh, yeah, my friend so-and-so, you know, he, he, you know, had this kind of situation and this is how he handled it and you kind of talk him up like that. If she lives far away, um, honestly, I think the best thing you can do is, is it be an advisor yeah, Like, to your friend, your friend comes to you and says, hey, this is the scenario that I find myself in. This is the kind of girl she is, something like that. And I think at that point, the best thing you can do is like, all right, this is what you should do. And uh, uh, it, was, it was Michael David Chapman the second. Yeah, right? apparently there's two of them. Um, well, listen here, Ch- Chapman. You mind if I call you Chap? Um, Chappy. So listen, Chappie, uh, I think my advice to Chocolate you would be cookies. to... formalities just out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I think my advice to you would be to talk to your friend, figure out what this girl is like, and and really think hard about the relationships that you have been in, or relationship if you've only been in one, um, and take what you've learned from that and from your friendships And and kind of try to impart, you know, wisdom, so to speak, on on your friend and tell him, like, hey, if she is like this, this is a good way to get someone like that to like you.
1: I also think it's important to remember that, I mean, there's only so much pressure a wingman can have anyway, but if there's that large of a distance... And there's that big of gap between like the next time you'll see them, there's only so much you can do practically, like you said, yeah. as far as hyping them up. Like if this is somebody that they're really wanting to pursue, then they're gonna have to step it up as well and maybe be in the same place By more and often. large, a wingman is an accessory.
0: Mm. But like, a helpful accessory. But a helpful accessory.
2: To murder. Give me a good healthy lifespan for a wingman. Are we talking like a date, an hour? A month like how long is too long for you to be hyping up and how much is it like Ooh, you got
1: to go a little longer you can't just be you can't be cutting it out as that early. far as i'm concerned once they're dating um outside of like you said kind of having the mutual friends talking them up that healthy community once they're dating if they can't maintain that relationship on their own then maybe they shouldn't be in it I mean, is that fair?
0: once they're, once they're dating at that point, you're just a bro. And like yep. <laughs> any, any help that yeah. you give them is just being a bro. Yeah. That's no longer a You're really man. just
2: reflecting the good intentions of the dude at that point. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And so I would say the lifespan of a wingman, uh, can be as short as one date. Cause at that point, like at the point that he has the date, it's your friend's responsibility to make himself look good. Yeah. What was the question again? From uh, Michael S. Chapman yeah. II of um, Tennessee. Let me United pull States it up America.
1: here for you, Campbell. America, America. Um, so Michael David Chapman II asks: Let's say he hypothetically works, that your boy um, lives a couple hours away, and you only see each other a couple times a year. What are your best tips to wingman from afar? Right.
2: Here's the thing: If you're actually dating, if you're trying to date the girl, mm-hmm. physically go see her. Quit hiding behind your phone. That's yeah. BS. Go physically see yeah. her, be physically present, and be talking and making good, healthy eye contact. But if you're a wingman, that could backfire because then it's two guys staring yeah. at a woman alone and, and in, that's like Denny's, and that is intimidating. I wonder, texting, any really any communication that is not physically uh, administered, mm-hmm. I don't know that there would be a limit to that. I don't know that you'd have to show up, would you?
0: Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think... If you're if you're two hours away, I don't think there's a responsibility that you have to be a wingman. Um, I will die for my bros, Seth. <laughs> I think
1: wingmanning should be an organic process, too. So I think it should be someone that, like, you're talking with as you're talking to the person you're trying to pursue. So I think it would be this weird thing if it's like, hey, I really think you're interesting you want to hang out next weekend when my friend comes to town mm-hmm. and then it's like this weird like are you trying to set me up with your friend or right. See, but at
0: that point it's not wingmanning like if this guy mm. is asking her out basically we, we all save for literally yeah you just you
2: ruined your wingmanning moment joel you just screwed yeah. it up for seth because now she wants to hang out with you mm. yeah now he's the wingman look man your,
1: you're you're both the whole thing
0: I mean, honestly, we'll go see Into the Spider Verse together. thing you can do just is you. invite her, invite me, say, "Hey, my uh, my friend is coming," and then be like, "Oh, something came up." Also, it didn't. I just wanted you guys to go on a date. Oh. So later. Literally, the plot of a movie that Which I can't remember. The almost
1: title of. never works well, but
0: hey. Yeah, because you just dropped her off with you. a
2: strange man. That is never going to so work. So
1: he might not get the girl, and also you might have just lost a friendship. Yes. 100%.
2: Yes. I think here's one thing I would say about wingmaning that should just be like a safety rule mm-hmm. is like, please remember that for dudes. Like, oh, uh, it's a girl, but uh, I have to go, ha, huh, huh, And now you're just stuck with a strange girl. That's like, oh, okay, whatever. But for a woman to be stuck with a strange man is possible homicide. It's
0: catastrophic. Like, the level
2: of physical threat is so much more. Yeah. Uh, be aware of that be if sensitive. you're ever going to wing man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be so aware. I, think,
0: I think to answer your question, Chapman, be physically there is, is an important rule. And if you're not physically there, just be a bro. Here's something I wonder. Like,
2: grade my hypothetical wingman here. Okay. There's a lady friend mm. of his. Okay. Um, and he needs a wingman. Um, and though I am a wing boy, I've only just started. Here's how I would try to do it I wouldn't be very intentional. Like, I wouldn't be very, like, oh, Joey's the, blah, blah, blah. you gotta go, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't you do would that. You would really
1: say that about me? I would
2: just, and just you. <laughs> but um, here's how I think I would do it. Because the organic, I think, is important. If she were around me, if I had some connection to her in some way, and we were offhandedly talking, mm-hmm. I would drop a good thing about you. Like, um, yeah. so she's just like, bah, 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 yeah, bah, 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 I know this guy. Oh, I know Joel. That's great. Yeah, great guy. Hilarious. Really fun dude. I one of one of the best guys you'll know. Really solid dude. Yeah. If you're yeah, no, definitely. Definitely great guy. Like that's and then that's it. And I never touch it again. Your job is done. I wonder (laughs) if that's good and this is why. Let me try to defend why that would be a good strategy. Because Mm -hmm. if I'm going at it very intentionally, she might see that this is a strategic component of Joel. An extension of Joel's desires. But if I'm offhanded, it's a sort of like, it's a smokescreen. It's like, oh, he could have never brought that up. You know, he just accidentally mentioned that. It's like, it's as if she's learned that about you rather than that was propagandistically planted in her brain. And I'm just now realizing how kind of Soviet KGB style wingmaning can kind of become. Yeah, no, but I like yeah.
1: it. Thank you. It makes me think of uh, the plot of Inception for some reason. I oh, can't put sure. my finger on it. I'm implanting the sort of the natural. Here. Sure. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's really good. I think that's a good move. Organic is always the best way to go. I think um, in situations if you're like at a bar or a club or something
1: like that, which we would never be at Ever. here at Union. Never. Um, you saw me there. Funny because that must have meant you were there too. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> solid legal yeah, defense. Also, <laughs> I, I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, but also you weren't there. Yeah, but also I wasn't there. They yeah. smell bad.
0: So like in times like that. A more direct, like less organic approach is fine. So I, a lot of it has to do with the setting that you're in and the people that you're mm-hmm. with. Um, mm-hmm. But I think organic is always the best. So like even in a bar or club scenario, you accidentally bump into somebody and you start talking to them and you're like, wait a minute, my friend Joel would really like this girl because she's drinking apple juice and not alcohol. Oh, my gosh. And so I love One good more Martinelli. do you need Honestly, in a woman than Welsh's? Hey, if you don't
1: feel like drinking... At a social gathering, you and just I pour some martinelli apple juice in a glass. They won't know the <laughs> Martin- difference. And when they come up to you and they say, What are you drinking? And you say martinelli, they'll give you this look like, Oh, is wow, that a wine? That must is be that a- like an yeah. expensive drink. I was gonna this say boy has that is fine a deceptively taste. fancy
2: name yeah. for grape it's, juice. It's, it's it good. does you're right. I even and I you literally said grape juice, and even I was like, Is that a do I know what that is? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> even I it's was good. thinking it must be some kind of gin or something.
0: Yeah, so I run into this girl mm-hmm. and she and I start chatting up a little bit and I, and I casually mention name drop you because I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a friend. He drinks apple juice or grape juice at a bar yeah. whenever he goes to a bar, which is never because he's a union student. Um,
1: we cannot stress enough how yeah. often we don't go to yeah. bars.
2: I don't even drink the alcohol at communion. I tell the priest stop it. <laughs> where's my juice box I'll take two doses and of every bread, time, please he's like sir. please you don't please could you just text me ahead of time can you just why do we have to do it in the middle of the service
1: also in those big churches the straw sound yes. in the juice boxes yes like, there is that, an that boy echo. echoes yes
0: and then if I know you you're eventually gonna find your way through the crowd and find me because you're ready to leave at any given moment if we're out at a bar yeah and I'm ready so I'm ready to that's go.
1: Right. go he's, he's so oh, he so hey. hates bars
2: that
0: if he was forced to go he'd be like I need
2: to get out of here as soon as possible and not just because I was kidnapped but because it's a moral affront
0: yes mm-hmm. And so you finally find me because you're like, I, we got to get out of here. This is Satan's armpit. Um, right. As Jesus, so, which, which is, is actually the name miracle of miracle where Jesus turned the water into milk. He did. It
2: was
1: grape juice, Campbell. But right. I appreciate that. Sorry. It's the been the a sentiment. While since I read that one.
0: <laughs> but I can be like, oh, hey, girl of importance. This is my friend Joel, who I was talking about earlier. Uh,. Talk to him, and then like you guys talk for a couple minutes and you want to leave, yeah,, uh, so you're gonna like talk quickly or whatever, but she I've already put into her mind like you're an interesting guy because you never go to bars, but if you are at a bar, you're drinking juice instead, so mm. that's just an interesting quirk already. Oh, I see, I see he's idiosyncratic, he's off the grid, he's edgy, he's not
2: like other guys.
1: I would also say that you have to have enough confidence he's eight in- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shut up. you have to have enough confidence in the person that you're wingman four before you go out on a limb and say something like that? Because mm. let me pitch you a second scenario. You've talked me up. I'm in the bar drinking, um, I don't know. Apple juice? You, no, 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 no. Coke. In this, it's cool. like an orange screwdriver or oh, like Coke and rum yeah. or something. And she sees right. me in fancy. there and she's why would like... Why you be putting a screwdriver in your drink? Wait, fancy, by the why way. is that not juice Seth told me and I'm like oh. oh and then she's like oh conflict of character he's not who I was told that he was and then in which case yeah. what you, you were do saying you do need
2: to be strategic about the character traits you you select mm-hmm. for him yes. you do need to be very conscious of that you can't be like you can't only ever play up the funny on the off chance that one day she comes across him and like his dog died and he's like he's like in the and least he's like in funny a mood, mood and ever and yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 you can't handle the dog. so he got drunk at 11 in the morning <laughs> let me let me pitch to you a scenario that is complicated okay what if your bro doesn't look great and i don't mean like look every guy look here's something that i've learned that that lady friends and joy have explained to me most guys don't look great yeah And that it's really, it's not that like guys look great and he looks great. It's more like guys don't look, they look okay and they it's how they make themselves to look great. So So that's the thing. When a girl finds
0: a guy physically attractive, it's more of a, I see the potential for you to be attractive. I see the schlub, but I also see the gym behind him. Like I can put a Mm. certain like brand on you and do your hair a certain way and you're gonna look amazing. So
2: here's what I'm gonna ask. Your bro's not great looking. Okay. Okay. And he's funny to you. He's guy funny, which is different than funny. There's there's three funnies. There's girl funny, which isn't funny. There's funny, which is funny. And then there's guy funny, which is stupid and also not funny, but stupid. It's not just not funny, And it's less also funny than girl funny, and which funny is also less funny than girl funny, which has to have some modicum of intelligence, yeah, but also isn't yeah. that funny. There's mm-hmm. only funny. Yeah. So he's guy funny.
0: Yeah. How do I sell him?
1: I feel like at that point he's not ready to be sold.
0: Probably my yeah. question is, is is there one or two to three specific traits that he has that are like just really good traits about him?
2: He works at Rifa <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and but but he has money.
0: Okay, he has money. I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: got the Rifa big bucks. He's kind. No, none of these are good cells. You're right. It's not good enough to just be nice. Yeah, it, it really it, this, isn't. This and it shouldn't be, be, by ready the way. To leave the lot. And it should Oh, that's a good that's a good <laughs> expression. That's two expressions we have tonight. No, I don't think uh, I think if you're just nice, you're not you know, I I would to just completely shoot my own analogy, uh kindness is not just attract niceness is not attractive. Yeah. Kind heartedness can be. Yeah. But being nice is nothing.
0: Because you can be an unattractive guy, but if you have like a huge heart and, like, this teddy bear, like, you know, mm-hmm. aura about you, you can get a girl. You yeah. can get half the girls on this campus. Let me give you a
2: great example of this. You just got to be able to so sell nice, yourself confidence. So nice, right, nice isn't, first of all, nice isn't a virtue, and I'm tired of people acting like it is, because yeah. all I have found niceness to be is really just the inability to talk back. That's really all it is, is that you're so socially anxious that when someone hits you verbally or does or just isn't great to you, you just handle it with a, oh, that's okay. Oh, Either
0: no, that it's really not a big deal. Either that or you're a manipulative ass.
2: Or Yeah, that too. But that I would say that's a small percentage of nice. Nice is really just, I don't know how to ask for what I want, and I yeah, don't yeah. think nice is great. And nice can do bad things. Kindheartedness, however... Um, like like chap, like chap has a kind-heartedness, a big gentle heart where he is genuinely yeah. and sincerely taking care and wants to foster a good relationship, but that means if someone were doing something self-destructive, he would intervene. Whereas the nice person would be like, well, you know, everybody does their own thing, we're all just here to have fun. And you da do da you, boo-boo. You do you, and, your, which is the most live like... Live your truth. Yes, yes, live your truth. The most self-destructive statement possible.
1: When the truth is that if the chair is broken and they want to sit on it, no matter yes. how many times they say, that chair isn't broken, when they sit right. on it, they're gonna hurt They're gonna hurt butt, themselves, yeah.
2: and if they come to you and you say, it's okay, All of your friends, they should have been better to you, and they should have warned you about it. Mm -hmm. I'll warn you about it next time, and it happens again. You are in a toxic relationship. And that's my Dr. Phil moment of the day.